0: He's referred to as the man in the back of the room and introduced as the voice of God. He's told U.S. presidents where to sit, given Tony and Grammy award-winning celebrities direction, and lectured scads of students. But as he likes to point out, the event entertainment expert you don't know, you don't know, Anthony Bellotta and bellotta
1: Friends and welcome to another episode of Bolatified, the one and only podcast about event entertainment and engagement. I'm Anthony Bolotta, your Bolatified podcaster, along with Alex Apostolides, <laughs> my one and only <clears throat> podophile. Let's call you that
0: a potophile that's new i have to come up with something good about your name just you know you're always singing mine which is kind of like singing my praises so i'll come up with
1: something Ooh. i like it Maybe i've been we up since that very together. early
0: yeah well, that'd be good
1: you know good. yeah yeah we have we need another one on one so we need to we need to connect
0: okay and, i like yeah. that okay you're on
1: yeah. OK, good.
0: Challenge accepted.
1: Yeah. So you've been working all morning, huh? You were up early. Did you do a show this morning?
0: I did. Yeah, I was on at 730 for a show and then uh, just finished a second one. And so, you know, working in between as long as I'm not on camera, I'm working. So I've mm-hmm. been uh, in this position since 730 this morning.
1: So what character did you play this morning?
0: Today was Dana. The um, not-so-grieving wife of a deceased oh. husband.
1: Mm, I see. And how did that manifest in Dana?
0: Oh, today it manifested good. She was yeah. a little extra bitter today.
1: Narcissistic or just overwhelmed? No, she,
0: no her husband was a jerk. So, you know, oh. and it's, like I say, he was the... Dead husband is the gift that just keeps on giving. And you know, oh. she's got important work to do. She's got people to see, things to do. She can't be bothered with-
1: Whatever happened to him. You know,
0: it, it's done, right? He's been dead two weeks, it's done. It's time to move on.
1: A whole two weeks, wow. Oh, how much you fun. Know what, you know what's unfortunate is that's probably the way the world is going. <laughs> you know, we're just, everything's happening so fast. That's you two weeks to
0: grieve. Let's do it. God. Time. Time's a ticking, people. I got things to do. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've, yeah, yeah. I've got exactly. I've got emails and texts to answer. I don't have time. I don't have time to grieve. I'm wearing black. Mm. What more do you want?
1: Exactly. And speaking of which, not having time, we don't have time to fiddle around here Mm-mm. and it's too long because we have somebody that we have scheduled for today.
2: Yes. Is waiting
1: for us to bring him on and this is a fabulous fabulous find today so it really is. let's move on and introduce who's with well
0: us. we have a renaissance man anthony so you you got you have a run for your money today because you're you are you too are a renaissance man so he has written a book called it's my party which is a celebration of the visual flair theatrical influence and inherent joie de vivre that makes event that make events magical and unforgettable his first business was something new florist and events which opened its doors in 1987 and it was his floral design innovation powered by his driving ambition that transformed his business into what it is today which is a national award-winning event design and production studio he's known for saying and you're going to love this events are theater Nothing makes me happier than sitting down to a blank page armed with a smooth writing pen and a fresh hot cup of coffee, and I can savor those first few moments of bringing a great idea to life. So please, let's welcome the owner and creative director of Joe Minio Creative, Mr. Joe Minio himself.
1: Hello, Joey. Joe Minio. How are you, my friend? I'm good, I'm good, how are you? You know, we're well, thank you. We are, um, we're just uh, surviving the storm, you know, and moving through it and waiting to see what happens next and getting involved where we can. And you know, all things considered, all is good here in Balada land. How about in Joe world?
2: Yeah, it's, um well, kind of the same. Um, this, uh, we're, we're actually loading in Rock and Roll Hall of Fame tomorrow Mm. Isn't that isn't that normally an, a June event? Um, it's normally April May, mm-hmm. and then they moved it to October um, because of COVID. Obviously, last year it didn't happen at all. Right. Um, last year it was May fourteenth, and then the world closed down in March, so um, that was completely canceled. And so yeah, so we we move, load in tomorrow, um, and then after this weekend, then I can breathe a little bit. So we don't have anything like crazy, like with several of us on the same weekend. Um, Now we go into like Christmas mode. Mm-hmm. So yep. I have a little breath to catch, you know, which is gonna be good.
1: And you, and Christmas is, is normally a big season for you in, in the designing of
2: um, homes and... So we do a lot of, cor- we do a lot of homes um, and then we do a lot of corporate too that you know same corporate clients that we've been doing year after year several day installations hotels corporate uh um you know companies that have like their lobbies and all of that so um yeah it's a it's a big it's a big um season for us with that you know and you know over the years we have been doing less christmas parties i was really hoping that this year we that would come back you know Mm -hmm. and we do have some um, mm-hmm. I just still don't think people are thinking about it right now.
1: No, so it doesn't. We'll, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, please. A week's We'll get some calls. Yeah, I, I do believe there will be some more last minute bookings uh, as, you know, depending on where you are in the yeah. world and, you know, what the conditions are. But I think overall there is still hesitation and the, the unknown is driving like large corporates not to do anything. It's so everything is on a smaller scale, I believe this, at least this Christmas, but there is this desire to celebrate. And are you feeling that?
2: I am, I really am. I mean, I know I am personally, like I'm <laughs> one out my house, I already booked the Christmas party, like I'm gonna do it for sure.
1: Right, right, yeah. we, we me right.
2: Too. Me, sure. me too, me too.
1: So what kinds of things are you doing differently or having to do differently now that COVID, um, you know, has left a stamp on our lives, if you will, in terms of your work?
2: Sure, sure. Well, you know, Anthony, definitely, you know, we had a lot of time to think about what was good, you know, what was happening and how we were all going to come back. And, And I've said to many people, you know, COVID was the worst thing that could ever happen. And to me, the best thing that could ever happen. Because, as you know, it gave us time to think, it gave us time to regroup, it gave us time to restructure. Um, Some of those things are working really well, and some of them are not for different reasons. Um, But we are definitely a very different company now than we were before COVID. And with that being said, in all great aspects, Um, We are running smoother. We are certainly more cohesive as a team. Um, We put a lot of rules and regulations that we've been really trying to follow. Um, And one of those things has been really, we needed to focus on what jobs we're taking and what jobs we're not. We made it very, very, we make it very clear to our clients today. Um, We are a luxury design company that is who our client is, that is who we work for. We start at a higher minimum that we did before COVID. um, And that's just who we are and we're not right for everyone. And if I'm, you know, if I have a conversation with you, Anthony and you tell me what your budget is and I, I know how many guests you're having and I know what it's gonna take for me to tap dance. And that is literally the words I use. I need a certain amount of money to be able to tap dance for you because you're hiring us for me to do what I do best, Mm -hmm. but I need enough money to make that happen. Right. Right. Um, And if that number is not what you're comfortable writing, uh, that's okay. I will give you a list of people that will do a beautiful job in your budget. It's just not us. Right. Um, And what I have found is that about 80% of the clients I speak to will raise their budget. Really? So so I am able to do what I need to do. Um, And for the 20% that, you know, when I tell them, I said, listen, I cannot tell you to go grow more money, right? I can't tell you to do that, but I know what I need to make it happen. So I'll give them a list of people that'll do a great job for them. Um, but most of my 80% of the clients have said, you know, they, they might call me back a a day later, a week later and say, okay, you know what, we've talked about it. We're going to go ahead and do, we're going to go ahead and give you the number that you need. Mm -hmm. Um, which is very surprising. I didn't expect that, but that is what's happening.
1: And what do you think is driving that? If I just, you know, if you had to think of a reason why,
2: you know, I, I, I think that um, everyone has a budget, right? We all know that mm-hmm. even though yeah, clients are very, very worried about giving you that budget because they're afraid that you're going to, you're going to go right there with that. And right. They, we all want to deal. I certainly want a deal. Right. Um, but when I make it, I think the honesty is what's working for me, for me yes. to say, listen, yes. this is, you know, everybody has seen our work and it's very, very flattering for them to want us as a company, as a brand to work on their event. Very, very flattering. But, you know, I've been doing this for 34 years and I've gotten to the point where I was always afraid to say, well, you know, our client is luxury and, you know, that's who we work for and, you know, we're expensive. And, you know, I mean, I was always afraid. And now I start my conversation that way. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the honesty of, this is who we are. This is what I need. I would love to do your event. And I think the transparency is what making, I think it's refreshing to people right now. Yeah. Yep, I it absolutely is.
1: Combined with your your reputation mm-hmm. for standards and the high level that you bring. Yeah, I think so, right?
0: Well, and I, I also think too, part of it I, for me, when I'm shopping around for anything, the fact that you care about the client and you care about their needs and you're willing to give them somebody else. I can't do it, but this person is fantastic. It shows Mm -hmm. your level of caring. It shows that you care about the end result, not just the bottom line. And that speaks volumes. And so that's not surprising at all to me that 80% of those that may otherwise not have
1: given the budget
0: are doing it now.
1: It also speaks to your integrity Mm -hmm. and to your talent, because if you, if you are willing to have them work with vendors or other people whomever they are uh you know some people would consider that giving away the farm and would never release that information and you you come to the table with a knowledge of your worth and a knowledge of your talent and skill and that's incredibly powerful and especially when people are looking for authenticity and i bet a, a lot of them don't know what it costs they love the look, but know. yeah, they don't, and so they're coming to you, and like you said, they don't want to give you the top of the budget because they don't really know, and they don't want to feel taken, and so that's that's got to be part of it too that they realize oh it does cost more than we thought,
2: right? right. And you know the the interesting thing is I end that conversation with listen if I'm not right for you that's okay but understand I am always here. You can call, mm-hmm. even if I'm not doing your event and you're like, I wish we could do it, Joe, but mm-hmm. we can't Can't pull it off. I'm here to answer your questions. My people, if I can help you with a vendor, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I know that what they're going to tell their friends that might be able to write me that big check or from years from now, you, you just don't know. And right. you know, I'm not gonna lie and say I wasn't years ago that person who was afraid to share my ideas or share. Yeah, we all came from that world of being afraid of that someone else is gonna take my business, but I have learned that there is plenty of business for all of us. And you know, when you force the issue to get that party, I've always learned, I've always, you know, from, from experience have realized like, oh, why did I try so hard to get that job? Because now, it's a nightmare, you know, I mean, <laughs> all my nightmare clients, we always will, um, or a nightmare situation or, you know, but there's a right fit for everybody. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, I've been doing this for 34 years, I am very, very honest with my clients. And I say, you know what, guys, you know who I want to work for? I want to work for people who are going to write me a big fat check with a big smile on their face. Mm-hmm. I don't want to work for someone who's going to be begrudgingly write me that check. Mm-hmm. And I say that really sincerely, like I want this to be a fun experience because I'm going to kill myself for you. Right. Like if you're going to write me that check. I'm going to work so hard for you. But again, that's what I needed in, in, in trade, right? I don't want you to be like Every in the in the next seven months of working on this event with you, or however long that's going to be, that like every little penny is going to no no because I'm going to give you more than what you're paying for. Um, and I and I and again I, I guess it does go back to just the honesty of what I want from you and what you expect from me, because you know I am your vendor. I work for you absolutely. But this is a, you know, like we've got us this, we're on the same road for the same goal, which is an amazing event. Um, and, and I think that that's really what has been working. And it's kind of grown organically through these experiences. And when I started to have these Zoom calls with clients during COVID, and I'm very, very upfront with them, and I see their response, um, and I see their, and I'm not going to lie, I see their eyes bulge out of their head when I tell them, like, this is the number that we need to start at. Um, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And and what I also stress is when I say to a client, like, if you were my client, Anthony, and I'm going to say to you, listen, Anthony, this is the number I need um, to make it happen. You know, for me to be able to really do my best work for you. Now, the question is not if you can afford to write me the check it's do you want to write me the check right mm-hmm. because those are two different things mm-hmm. you know
1: they're very different you things can afford
2: it, but that doesn't that- you want to write that check and i make right. that very clear it's like it's not that you can afford jmc to do your party it's do you want to write that check to me because that's what i need from you and and you know it's so funny because i had this conversation today with a client um and they called and they said hey we would just want to talk about budget and, you know, where we're going to be. And I, and I said to them, I said, listen, this is the number that I think I need to be at, right? But I want, you know, I was talking to the mom and dad of, a, of, a, of our bride. And I said, but listen, this is the deal. I need you to be comfortable with that number. I need you to say, you know what, Joe, when we come in for our presentation in March, if we love it all, yes, we will write you that check with a big smile. But tell me now, if you don't want to write that check, because I don't want to show your daughter and future son-in-law something that you're not comfortable paying for. And honestly, I don't want to do all the work. Right. So just well, tell it's me who a you want to be.
1: Right. And when you, um, if you don't mind me diving a little deeper, when you give them the, the minimum, that includes the design and the work, or that includes your fee to be
2: involved yeah no it would invite it would include my fee and all the design that we will bring to the table what that doesn't include is no rentals no linen no lighting so those those components will eventually fall under my umbrella right all falls kind of Mm -hmm. under design right but i may very clear understand i'm taking your money and i'm going to hand it to these other vendors so please understand that my budget right now has nothing to do with the money i'm going to take from you and hand to someone else so the agreement between us is are you cool with this number just for design and if you are I will then give you, Okay, guys, this is kind of where I think we're going to be with rentals. This is where we're going to be with linen. This is where we're going to be with lighting. Are you are you good with all those numbers? But I don't I made the mistake years ago um, of mixing it all together. And then all of a sudden, my bill was huge. and, And that's all they could remember was we're writing Joe this huge check. But you're not writing Joe this huge check, right? You right. are. I'm giving well, you are, but it's permanent. not all your money.
1: Yeah. It's just not uh-huh. all your money. Right. I I have, I face the same thing <laughs> with a client who uh and I'm I'm listening to you because I'm I'm appreciating how you put all that forth up front and are clear up front. Uh, because they don't seem to always understand that, you know, other people in the room for the first of all, so there's a payroll circumstance here of some kind and uh you know there's a lot of stuff that's being brought in that we don't own right so you know it's the same i'm just fascinated uh and you're finding that this is cementing the relationships i i can't agree more because those who value the the those who want the value of the design and want you there are not going to care so much about those. That is
2: very, very true. And you know, it what, what it is is I'm just being honest with you. You know, I'm just being honest. This is what it's going to take. What I would want to say to anybody listening who is maybe potentially new to this industry in any aspect, do not be afraid of losing the job. Do not give away or or try to make people feel like you can make it happen just to get the job because you're never gonna be able to tap dance fast enough for them. You're never gonna be able to give them what they want. So be clear, be honest, and you know what? What I have learned, and I, I know I've been doing this a long time, so financially, if I don't get that job, it's not the end of the world, I can still pay my rent, but I would rather sit home on a Saturday or give my team off that weekend then do a job that isn't really going to make the client happy because financially I couldn't give them what they really expected um, or really that I want to put my name on. Right. You know, Um, right right now, guys, we are looking for some, I mean, you know, I'm 57 years old. I would love to semi-retire when I'm 60, but I need to find the next Joe Minio that's going to sit in my seat right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, what I was just telling one of my employees, the other, I don't call them employees, I call them team members. Um, But what I was saying, and Eska has been with me for 14 years. And I said, you know, Eska, I said, what I, you know, I was thinking about this the other day, it's so hard to hire people right now. But if I could find someone 25, 30, 35 years old, who wanted to learn about this industry, think about what i could teach someone
1: mm-hmm.
2: think about what i how i could mentor someone in two or three years the knowledge i could give them that mm-hmm. i lived 33 35 years of mistakes learning it you know? would
1: be it would be it would be fortunate mm-hmm. oh. have, uh, for them to have that position you
2: know it would be crazy like mm-hmm. if somebody told me at 24 years old when i started my company, knowing nothing. And keep in mind at the time, at the time there was no event design. There was no such words, no. right? We we're all florists.
1: You were florists, right.
2: right. And if you put a flower arrangement on top of an acrylic pedestal, you were the shit, right?
1: right, right, right.
2: <laughs> That's all there was, you know? And, you know, we grew with, I mean, we, and I feel that in our company, especially through a special events and a cater source and, you know, industry, um, you know, um, uh, events that we were able to go, and that's where I met you, Anthony. Right? And, that's you know, where
1: you. That's exactly you know, where we met.
2: It was those kind of things that we were part. Joe Mineo was a part of creating the the, the words event industry or mm-hmm. event event design. I mean, we were part of that, and yes. I'm really proud to say that. And I'm not embarrassed, or or you know, I, I'm I'm proud, and I I I I know that's the truth, and I know that we were a leading force in this industry. Um, Even though we were in this little town of Youngstown, Ohio, um, you know it it, it makes. I'm very proud to say that years ago I would be. I would feel, oh, I shouldn't say that. I'm, you know, I I sound so egotistical. I am totally full of of ego. I mean, I'm not. You know, like I have no problem saying (laughs) that because our work and our and what we what we brought to the table proves that.
1: Yes, it's the truth.
2: Yeah, there's nothing wrong right. with that, you know. No, I say that with a lot of pride.
1: And you and you walk the talk. I mean, you've already mm-hmm. done it. You built it, and you you should feel proud of what you've accomplished. And you were and are part of the movement, and uh, within the spotlight of designers that are known industry wide for the quality of their work and their their vision creatively. Uh, so you're not saying anything that offends us here or feels <laughs> even mildly off-base. Uh, it's, it's really great to get your perspective. I, and so while we're here, I'd like to really ask you about this events are theater mantra that you have. It's something that I believe as well. But from a design point of view, how do you make it an event theater? Sure, sure.
2: So obviously, you know, my background is in theater, just like yours is Anthony. And um, so I definitely, you know, think of an event as a theatrical performance. Now, when I say this, I'm, I'm talking about when I have the budget to do so. If I'm doing a wedding with pretty flowers, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you you can't you don't have the finances to to but I still I still kind of think of it that way but it's usually on a larger scale where I know like I have enough money for a true Joe Minio experience right 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 but I you know and it's very much I treat it very much like that like the guests are what you know the 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 audience is walking into the theater and the expectation of that right mm-hmm. and yes. sitting seats and that feeling of the curtain going up, right? All those things really are the same experiences to your guests at an event. So, you know, the cocktails is the experience and it's the little tease of what we're going to see into the ballroom, um, you know, the the entering of the room. What What does it sound like when you're walking into that room, right? Like the overture is playing. So I would never let a guest walk into a ballroom for let's say a wedding without the band being on that stage and that, right. that and I want to hear the horns blaring. And I we we talk about like what is that song? You know, what is the song that the guests are hearing? Whenever we do a first look with a bride and groom and maybe their parents, what is the song that is playing when they walk into that room? Is it their favorite song? Obviously, it wouldn't be their first song because we're saving that for the dance, but like, is it the song of, of you know, that she grew up with or or that she, you know, that her parents love. Like, what is that song? Because it's not just the visual, it's also that whole experience. You know, I have pumped room, rooms in with a fragrance of roses, even though I might have a couple thousand roses in the room. When it's a big room, you don't really get that same experience. So I will pump that smell in. Um, So when guests walk in, you get that experience. So that is, I, I really do treat the whole event very much like that. Even with the service of the meal, you know, we are very lucky that on some of our events, we are a part of all the design aspects. So what does the food look like and what dishes are going on and you know i have i have put my fingers into food at a tasting saying i want the asparagus to go this way not that way you know um and i i could only do that when i'm working with a chef that is open to my suggestions right. um but you know and that's why usually i like to choose who the caterer is uh, on a job um because i want to work with all my vendors i want to work with something knowing hey guys we're all here together like we're all here for the for the main goal um but you know going back to the whole theater experience you know what is happening during intermission what is the 11 o'clock number a lot of you the listeners might not know what that is mm-hmm. that's when you hear that that big that big song in a musical that's like 10 or 20 minutes before the finale you know there's that always that big number so what is that at a wedding or at an event what happens close you know lately it's been that late night snack right that's Mm -hmm. coming out um but now everybody is doing that so what can we bring to the table that's just not sliders and french fries coming out how can we do it in a bigger and a better way because everybody is doing late night snacks. Right. So it's all right. these kind of things that you kind of have to think about as, an, as a theatrical experience.
1: And these are things, uh, all of it applies to both markets that you're in, but the wedding market you have to pay a particular attention to, because if you're not ahead of the trend, then you are not providing your clients with what they want. You know, you can't just keep regurgitating in a community when you're dealing with first a certain level of expectation and and then only a certain number of clients there to begin with. So I I imagine that's the case for you.
2: It it is for me, but it you know, it's it's not for everybody. Right. It all depends on who do you want to be and what do you want to be as a company and as a brand? There are many, many people. Out there that are happy doing you know if i if i was a caterer and i'm like listen i'm happy doing my mustacholi and my baked chicken and my parsley potatoes served in chafing dishes and i do a i do i'm booked every weekend and i'm thrilled doing that fantastic because there is a demand for that right that's not what i do um i i you know I'm a bigger personality. I like big, showy, that's who I am as a person. So I've always wanted to be bigger and better than anybody else around me, but that's just who I am. There's nothing wrong with the person who wants to just to be the regular caterer or the regular designer. You know, I just wanna do pretty floral arrangements that I drop off on a table and I put four votives around and that's what I wanna do and go for it. Do that and do that really, really, really well. Right. It's not who I am. Right. Um, but you know, there, there's a demand for that. And, and I think that, you know, it all depends on who you want to be, what you want to be. I would think that a lot of the people listening today because they're listening to your podcast, they want to learn, right? They Mm want to learn. They want to be better. They probably wouldn't be listening to this if they were serving the mustacholi because they just, they're in their box And that's what they want to do. And there's no desire to learn. And that's okay. But I think your audience wants to learn. They want to grow. They want to be bigger and better. And that's why they're listening to us today. So, you know, with that being said, you know, I have always put a huge amount of money into our budget every year on education in all aspects of our company. You know, I'm always educating myself personally as the. As the president and as the founder and the you know really the core designer of our company, um, I probably do 85% of all design that leaves our company or our building is comes from my head um. And I wish I, I I wish that wasn't the case honestly I wish I had more designers working with me in the. But I don't, and I've had a really hard time finding the right fit for me in our in our town. Finding more talent to help me sit, it, you know, in the chair next to me, saying, "Okay, we're working on Anthony's wedding. Let let's. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? You know, I've got phenomenal floral designers. I've got a a great great support team um, behind me. We have our own graphic department. We have our own art department. We have production." But when it comes down to like, what's the concept it's usually coming from my brain. Um, that's not the ideal thing to do though. I'd love to have more creative mm-hmm. behind me. I'm just having a hard time finding that fit. So if there's anybody out there. <laughs> yeah. um, you
0: Send a resume. I,
1: I just yeah, I, resume. I feel I feel bad as we have this conversation because I I, I did take the one person <laughs> from you that could maybe have served you, you in say. that pain. But but, uh, I'm not giving him back. So forget it.
2: But you know what, that's interesting that you bring Brian up is that, you know, he was out of the people that have sat in his chair, he really was one of the best because he could see it, right. And you know, you need to have someone who has, you know, good taste, you start off with good taste, you know, you can't create a million dollar event if you can't see it. If you can't say, well, obviously that you don't want this, you want that or color schemes or like, that's important. And he was one of those people that could see it. Um, And it was refreshing because we were able to bounce things off of each other. Um, You know, so yeah, yeah. So I'm still looking, I've, I've had different people in that position and, you know, talented people just right now, I'm having a hard time filling that spot.
1: Well, I hope that you feel it soon and it's I was going to ask you about um, labor issues you might be having now. So this is as good a time as any to ask you about that. Is that the only position that you're trying to fill or are you finding that workers in general are?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as as everybody, we're all struggling with labor. Um, Production is our biggest challenge um, because, you know, I can think up crazy parties in my head. but. You know we need the team to produce um so we are yeah we are really struggling just like everyone else with really trying to find uh production team members to build set up tear down do it again the next weekend you know we're paying more than we've ever paid mm-hmm. doesn't seem to matter um i i don't and i i'm very concerned that there's no i don't see an end to this um and i don't know You know, it's been, it's been really tough for me, even physically, you know, I'm 57 years old. I was on a ladder all weekend because then I'm doing my job and I'm also doing production because we just don't have enough team members. Right. At the end of the day, you got to make it happen, right? You got to make it, the client could care less, like at the end of the day that we got to pull off their, their events and um, you got to do what you got to do, but it is really, really challenging, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know you have to do what you have to do. And that means stepping in wherever you have to.
2: Yeah, And you know, during COVID, our plan was to have enough production team where we could then say, hey, we have a big weekend, but you guys, you three don't have to work this weekend. You guys are going to take off. Not to worry. We got this handled. Next week, you three can take off. Like Our goal was to have a large enough of a team so we weren't really burning our team out every weekend. But that isn't happening now. and the team the great team members that I have are like bleeding in a corner every weekend, you know because uh, yeah, like yeah. You know, and, and I'm and, and they're and they're fantastic and they understand that it's not anybody's fault that we are um, you know if we could hire more, we would. so they they get it. They understand what I'm going through, trying to help them. so they've really stuck it out. but you know that's hard. it's hard physically on them to be doing events like this week after week. It's, I mean, they're making a lot of money and that's great for them. But, um, you know, at the end of the day it doesn't, the money doesn't matter if you're physically like burned out. Right.
1: right. And, and you have to continue to listen and make sure that you don't go tone deaf on these things so that right. you don't lose them. Right, yeah. now more than ever.
2: You know, uh, I wish I could tell your, you know, I wish I could tell the people listening, like this is, this is how you handle that. If you know, please give me a give a give us all a call because <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, we're all paying more than ever. I mean, you know, Taco Bell is paying crazy amounts of money. Right. Right? I, I
1: think you right. want to create an environment that um, keeps people where yeah. they are. You know, by listening and you know, just it's a more demands on you as the leader. But yeah. that's you know,
2: and, and, you know, yeah. I mean, we're doing whatever we can. The challenge, though, is how do you get them here to treat them well, right? How do right. you get them to come to an interview to even say, look how great it is. Look how great it is to work for us. Well, we need to get you here first.
1: Are they, are they not showing up to interviews or are they just not no, responding?
2: Not. <laughs> it's funny that you bring that out. Um, we had eight responses to, to the last post um, that we put out. We had six interview phone interviews Um, And one of them called to say, I'm so sorry, I can't make the 1130. Can I come in at 11? And we said, Oh, yeah, no problem. We can make that happen. And didn't show. (laughs) One of them showed out of the six. um, One showed. Oh, my God. And and we were prepared to hire him. um, But we always, obviously, you know, we're all... Everyone's driving trucks and our car you know vans, trucks, you know whatever it may be you know to get us back and forth to events. So we need to check your driver's license. He had one speeding ticket. so we had to you know it took us a few days to make sure our insurance would cover him. When we called him back, he decided he didn't want the job. Gosh. So out of the eight responses and the six that had made appointments to come in, one showed and then when we offered them job, didn't want to take it It was too many hours yeah i think you know i sound like you could hear that you could hear the anger in my voice it's Mm -hmm. just i don't know what to do like i don't and and understand we're i mean my neighbor the my the painter who was painting my house the other day is dealing with the same situation that the restaurant i went to last night is dealing with so like we're all in it together there's no doubt about it but none of us have a solution
1: yeah, I, I think it's going to take some time for all of this to sort of flush out. Uh, but I do believe that people are going to go back to spaces they enjoy. And if they didn't enjoy that job, it's it's an employees market right now. Yeah. And they right. have a lot, you know, right? So it's about what is on top of uh the the salary and how you can make it more enjoyable and uh more beneficial uh to work for you and you know it's about listening and showing up and being a part of the team and you know doing things that surprise them on occasion that makes them feel valued and you know all of those things that i'm sure you're already doing And so maybe you just do a little more of it and, you know, right. It's, it's going to be that way for a while until I think people realize I can't stop. I have to go back to work, Uh, you know, because for some reason people aren't, you know, I think what's leveling out are people who got more money during COVID and and somehow are still able to exist on that money, but it's going to start running out. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it boggles my mind, but um, I, well, I, I
0: think, oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, I think part of it too is there both pre-COVID, there, there was a, a lot of burnout happening in a lot of industries. And there might be a little trepidation there of not wanting to go back into that. And as such, having blinders on to these really great companies like you, Joe, like you, Anthony, they're really great companies and employers out there that want to offer you, want to make you a fit part of the family, not just a cog. Right. But I think we're walking around. There's a lot of people walking around with blinders going, it's going to be this many hours. And they're going to go, they, they go back to that place of fear of, yeah. I don't want to work that hard to be underappreciated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what we've got to promote that, you know, you're going to be a family member. You're not going to just be a number
1: yeah and we have so many occasions in which we don't have control of how our people are treated or you know an experience they may have on the job because uh you know you're out on a job alex on your own i don't i'm not always aware of those transactions and so that becomes a part of what we have to own as well and i don't think some in employers are quite so aware of, you know, your, your, uh, your experience with my company is not just with my company, it's with our clients. And sometimes they wreak havoc on us. So the goal there is to sort of counteract any of that by, you know, making people as best as we can feel valued because our clients can do that on their own, make us feel devalued or unvalued. and where you're going with your business, Joe, is the complete opposite of where you were and I think where we are now. And I I can't agree more that it has all to do with, we are happy in giving you this check with a smile. Yeah. Because otherwise you're in a constant fight. And and I I know that feeling when you're in that with clients and you really just wanna do the best that you possibly can for for them. But you've got this looming idea that, you know, you have to be careful and it's just very difficult to maneuver and it takes a lot of time and energy when you're in that situation to go back and forth and negotiate things because, again, it's for the best of the event, it's for the best of the production, you know, it's not because, wow, we think this is going to be great and we want to fill our egos, right? Yeah. and that, that's not always easy to sell, you know no and it always...
0: stifles creativity too For when sure. you're constantly being questioned you know it's like the actor who has a director says go out there and make a choice but then criticizes every choice you make you you your your creativity is now stifled. so if you have a client who's nitpicking and every little decision you make and wondering is was that worth what I just paid you 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 can't do it. you can't joyfully do what you you do so amazingly well
2: yeah, yeah
1: and and you you know maybe like you said maybe 20 or 30 years ago but the the beauty in the experience that you have is that you are now at a level that is higher and yeah. you know uh is it's a more valuable service it comes with a lot of know-how and a a tremendous amount not only about what you provide but all the things that come in addition right like transportation and you know all those little sort of things that happen on the sidelines that you take into consideration when you're building an event
2: yeah yeah you know it it is true and it's interesting because um we had a we had a client who uh recently who the party planner had called and said, um, they really want you, you know, it's not a huge budget. And, you know, so we had our conversation and he gave me the original budget. And I said, well, listen, that can't happen, you know, at that budget, but this is where you would need to be. And again, not it, not a huge budget, but like, this is where you need to be for me to do something like really, really nice for you and da, da, da. So, you know, they, the parents of the bride said, you know, okay, we, we are fine with that number, but not a penny over that. Okay. And it's not a huge number to begin with. So, okay, not a problem. We did our presentation. They're like, we love it. And I said, and we are right on budget, right where you could not, they could not have been happier. Great. So now lighting comes in, right? So I knew I could not hire, you know, one of my larger lighting companies for this job because I knew that they were going to come in really high. You know, and I, thought, okay, let's just, let's use this less expensive lighting company. You know, they'll do a nice job, not all the bells and whistles, but you know, they're not going to want all the bells and whistles and that's fine. So the proposal was sent over. Well, they choked on that. And I was shocked because I'm like, this is really a fair number. But again, going back to what you said earlier, Anthony, they don't know. They don't know what lighting costs, right? Why should they, they haven't planned a wedding or an event before like this. So, you know, the party planner called me today and said, oh, she, you know, I had to pick her up off the floor. And I said, really? I said, because I thought it was a really fair number. Yes, but in her mind, the number was half. Okay. Well, I'd like to buy a Bentley also. So I think $50,000 is a lot of money. So why can't I buy my Bentley? Right? (laughs) Because in my mind, it should be half. But understand that's a, she's like, I know, but that's the, I said, but She can't have a number in her head when she doesn't know what lighting is going to cost. I could start cutting it and getting it to that number, but I know that that's not what it should be. So now what do you do, right? Do you let her hire a company that is not going to do a very good job, even though my name is going to be on this, right? Nobody knows that Joe Minio didn't allow this Right. half the amount of lighting that it really should be. So see, this goes back to what I said with trying to get a job just to get the job, right? I'm doing this job at a price that is fair, but it's not what I normally would do. And it, it's fine, it, but it's not my normal, you know, Joe Minio experience. It'll be a very pretty wedding, but it's not what I normally do. But again, now I'm in a situation where the lighting isn't gonna be to where, par. So now, my name is all over it. Someone's going to walk in that room and go, did Joe do this? It looks pretty, but it's also in the dark, because it's not lit properly. And it goes back to, should I have taken this job to make this client happy? Yes, they were thrilled with what I'm doing. But if it's not lit properly, then where do we all go? Then we all kind of look like a mess. So, you know, it it, it kind of, I thought to myself, see, Joe, you should have you should have mm-hmm. really thought about this because the client who said, okay, not a penny more, not a penny more. Okay. But now here we are. So it's going to be what it is. I can't tell her to go grow more money or to write a check. She's not going to, mean, she's not going to write a check with a big smile on her face. So she's going to end up going with a company with, that's not going to be the appropriate lighting that she needs. And it is what it is, you know, I, yes, I, I still get the money. I still get the check that I asked for. But you know, I want to th- I want to be part of events that are done correctly. I want to to bring my value to this conversation of planning the event. For me to say like, this is where you need to be. And I guess at the end of the day, if I was throwing her a crazy amount of lighting, going, well, this is really what I think you need. But I already knew I came in less like i i knew that i didn't even light it the way i normally would have knowing that they are on a budget but it goes back to you got to you got to ask for the money that you know you're going to be able to do the best job because you i know that when my client says yes joe we're going to give you that that uh, that check you know I know that I'm going to give them more than they actually even paid for because they put the trust in me. And I know, like, I can say to my team, guys, load up all those extra candles because I really feel like it needs it because I have the trust of my client in my hand. Right. And, you know, to be able to say, guys, that we create the most special times and the most important memories of people's lives. Who gets to say that? Who gets to say that that's what we do for a living? Mm-hmm. Is that when you think back of the most important times of your lives, you think of us? Isn't that crazy to say that that's what we do for a living? But that is what we do. Um, and and it's such a great blessing and, and such an honor to be able to do that. But it's gotta be for people who understand that that, that there is a price tag that comes with that.
1: Well, and it isn't getting any cheaper either, and that's part oh, no. of the, the the problem. And uh, I, I think part of the issue is, we've already nailed it, is the, the uh, ignorance where cost is concerned and how much things are to begin with. Uh, and now we're looking at supply chain issues. I'm wondering, are you having any of those? Are you oh, having any yes. supply chain issues? Where would
2: you like me to start? Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's funny because if you're, a, if, if any of you are florists out there, you know, just trying to get your hands on Oasis is now becoming a problem. Um, you know, so when you're building a huge floral arch for an event, you need Oasis and you need cages and you need all of. It. We're having a problem getting chicken wire. Really? Or have, yeah. And I was warned. So I'm going to put it out there to everyone. I was warned by one of my wholesalers. There's going to be a shortage on glass. Mm-hmm. So just getting vases is going to be a like, if you're a retail florist and you do, you know, holidays and Valentine's day, you're going to have a problem at Valentine's day for those dozen roses, because you're not going to have glass. So, it, you know, it really scares me of like, what's the next thing that we're going to, we're not going to be able to get um flowers have been in the last two months it has been literally weekly we're scrambling trying to fill in where we can because any kind of soft color rose um first of all we're paying outrageous amounts of money for flowers right now even greenery is going up but you know i can't go back to my client that booked me seven months ago. And I already get, I mean, I won't do that. Like somebody else might be able to call and say, Hey, Mrs. Miller, but your pricing is going up because I'm going to be paying more. I will not do that. I will eat it before I charge the client more because it's not my fault. That is true, but it's certainly not their fault. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's just part of running a company. You, Mm -hmm. You deal with it. It is what it is. Yes. We're making less money right now. These last couple of months, I probably, I can't tell you how much we lost in profit, but it just, you chalk it up to, Hey, you're running a company and you're running a business and that's just what you deal with. Right. Um, what am I going to do? Call my bride three weeks before her wedding and tell her that I'm going to charge her three, you know, a third more for flowers. I'm not going to do that. Um, but, but you, you figure it out.
1: Yeah. I mean, you really almost can't, if you're going to sell, the fact that you are the vision and going at this certain number, you know, they're not going to really pretty much have to worry about anything. Right. I mean, you're going to provide it
2: all. So to come back later and say, Oh, this costs you more, it'd be it's just a bad, you know, it goes back to, you think of, you think of Joe Minio creative, when you think of the wedding you threw, you know, 10 years ago, and you're like, Oh, what a beautiful job. You know what you're going to remember? That jerk called me three weeks before my wedding and told me he was gonna charge me more for flowers. It doesn't matter how beautiful the day was. That's what you're gonna remember. So you can't do that.
1: That falls under the, you just gave them a reason never to call you again category, which is, yeah, I completely agree with you a trillion percent.
2: Yeah. And in this industry, just like so many, you're creating relationships. You know, Mm -hmm. I just did a wedding this um, a few months ago where I had done her baptism. I did her bar mitzvah and I did her wedding. Wow. (laughs) In that order. (laughs) You know, I mean, talk about it was so (laughs) funny because I didn't even realize it until the week of the wedding. And then it hit me and I went, oh, my God, you're old you know you, to do all i mean talk about talk about creating milestones for a family um so you know th- that that's what's important you know and and i'm not going to tell you it's been really challenging and um and what what i i've been trying to really that's another good thing with covid it let me meditate you know over so many years i you know oh i meditate here and there and covid got me on a really good track i'm not going to lie and say i got off track the last month And I can feel it physically and mentally. So I got to get back to that. But what it also did is it opened my eyes to Joe with all the stress that you're going through and all the craziness and the shortage of flowers and this and that and lack of staff. But what I keep on having to focus is focus on creating magic for these clients. Focus on creating the best events you can. Put all of your focus Not into the challenges, but into creating unbelievable events. And that's what I have to focus on. When I really get in a bind and I see my mind starting to like freak out, I kind of, no, 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 no. Just focus on the great event. Don't focus on the money you're making. Don't focus on the money you're losing. Don't focus that you're up on a ladder for two days. Don't focus on any of that. Focus on the beauty that you're creating for this event. And that has actually got me through a lot of really challenging times. And I tell my team, team, remember what we're doing today. Remember what what we're creating. Remember this beauty that we're creating and the magic, not even for the client, but for the guests that are walking into it. I know it's hard. I know we've been up for three days. I know we have to tear all this down tomorrow, but just focus on what we're creating and the magic and that has really been helping us tremendously because our mind is is we're, we're breaking our, our our thoughts away from the challenge and towards the goal and that goal is beauty and what we bring in the memories that we're creating mm. um yeah that that's really been helping me personally and i think it's been. i mean my team says it's been helping them so <laughs> we're good all keep it up they're all back yeah. in trucks for you know loading and rock and roll hall of fame tomorrow for right. the
1: inductions.
2: You know, and they're probably going to be here late tonight. Um, but you know, they're 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 hanging in there. Dinner is arriving momentarily. Momentarily,
1: for my gosh. So we you know it's six it's six uh, and change, six and a half where you are. So yeah, yeah. Uh, you're just getting started with this. That's the, that's exactly what we're talking. This is a business. Yeah. This is what happens in our business. Mm-hmm. Uh, what trends are you seeing happening in design? Are Are there any that you're, you're yeah noticing? yeah? So
2: I have never been really fond of the whole word trend or but but obviously you know there is a there is you know you can call it lots of things but you know what's in style overnight right now you know i um pinterest is a blessing and a curse um because so many of our clients you know i think it's been very helpful because it definitely helps us as designers understand what the goal or what the vision of the client is so that it helps us get on track quickly okay show me sh- photos that you love show me sh- photos that you hate right that's just as important mm-hmm. to me um and that helps me understand like what's the vision in their head that's wonderful but it's also a little bit of a curse because you know when somebody says this is what i want well that's not why you hire us like anybody can just copy what somebody else is doing so What I really try to do is try to bring something. I take that vision from them of of what they like and, you know, what their, what their goal is, and then try to bring something bigger to the table. I'm not going to lie. And sometimes we fall right back into those pictures from Pinterest. And that's what I end up producing for them because that's what they want. And at the end of the day, they're the client. I want to make them happy. Um, you know, right now the whole Pampas grass thing is still huge. Um, we did a, a really, really spectacular wedding this past weekend, um, where it, the whole wedding was mostly pampas, just everywhere. And it was really, really beautiful. Um, I feel like trends come and go uh, a little slower than I wish they would. Mm-hmm. I wish things would change quicker, mm. but they don't. Yeah. Um, So you know, right now the whole idea of these monotone colors and the neutral colors, I think, is going to be around for a little longer. Um, Lesson, you know, girls are really staying away from color. There was a there was a uh, there was a year of time that if I did one more white and blush pink wedding, I thought I was going to put a knife to my throat. (laughs) Um, And now we're going into more that same feeling, but more coral and peaches and soft lavenders and this. And the challenge with that, though, is that is really the biggest challenge with the floral market is I couldn't get a pastel flower if I I was gonna, you know, pay a million dollars for it, I still couldn't. Because that's what everyone is seeing. And that's where the trend is going. And then the growers were really having issues with that. Um, So I feel like that's going to last a little bit longer uh i would love to see you know this whole garden wildflower look is going to be around for a while there's no doubt about that and we're doing less and less of a contemporary look even though that's really what i love i love really ultra contemporary design um but i just think it's going to be a while before the trend goes back to that for sure so i think the whole garden soft colors is going to be around Probably for a few more seasons, there's no doubt. You know, well, we're doing a lot of trees, organic trees growing out of tables and yeah, and that's gonna that's gonna be around for a while.
1: And that's just because the cycle is slow in in reinventing wedding decor, decor in general? Um,
2: I think, you know, it's interesting. I, I, I don't know how to answer that, Anthony, because it's just like fashion. Like, why are the trends changing? You know, is a designer saying today, hey team we're gonna start doing black and white polka dot for next season. Okay, let's do that. Is it just to, to force the change of trend? But when you're planning your your wedding, let's say, you're looking a year ahead of time. So girls mm-hmm. are looking right now on Pinterest and, and whatever there are on Instagram, they're looking at what's hot right now. So that's right. why it, it seems like an event design, it takes longer than the fashion world. Because you're planning for your wedding that might be eight months or a year from now. Yes. So, you know, you're seeing this garden theme. So that's what you love. And you're like, oh, that's so beautiful. That's, well, then that's what you start planning. And your event isn't a year, you know, is a year from now. So that's what you're producing a year from now. Where if it's fashion, you might, you know, you walk into a retail store, you see that polka dotted blouse and you buy it and, and you're wearing it the next day so it, it, it it's interesting i wish the trends could change in design in events quicker than they do but they don't because of that reason
1: yes and because so much of it is in the hands of our customers our clients uh now,
2: You know, you and there's many clients that come to me and say, "You know what, Joe? I don't know what I want." And I'm going to show you. Like, I think this is all pretty. I pulled some pictures off of Instagram. I pulled some pictures, but you do your thing, Joe. Well, then that's the trick. That when they let me take, like, okay, this is what we like, but understand we are not stuck to this. Then I'm able to really really, really design and really create. I mean, my goal is always to do something that I haven't done is to create centerpieces that are new and interesting and different um, and new techniques and new design. So if a client lets me do that, that's the best for everyone. It lets me be more creative. It creates something new and interesting to them. We all say we want something that no one's ever seen before. Well, of course that costs money, because I can't go pull that stand off the the shelf. I have to create a vase or a stand for you. I have to create custom tables. I have to create all that. So that comes with a price tag. But when a client says, Joe, do your thing, that's when real magic happens. There's no doubt about that.
1: I can only imagine. I've seen one of your events and that was a setup that was happening for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is one of your uh, annual clients, as we discussed earlier. Uh, and it was just phenomenal because it was more than just the, the actual ceremony itself in the theater, but it was the spaces throughout the venue uh, that you designed and did such a yeah, fantastic yeah. job. With,
2: it was... with that event, we do, you know, the the venue that they actually, it's interesting because this is the first year that they've moved the event location. So it's very different from the event that you had seen. But mm-hmm. in the past, it was five very unattractive rooms for dinner that needed to be, you know, reinvented um, uh, for an hour and a half dinner before they go into the, ta- you know, for tables for the actual performance of the inductions of the, um, and the show. So, yeah, so we were transforming five you know really ugly rooms <laughs> into something you know very very yeah, special yeah
1: they're they're not oh oh these are even uglier these rooms that you're in
2: uh well now it's a very different they moved it to uh, a a whole different venue so it's the whole the whole um, pre-function, the whole dinner is very, very, it's had to become very, very different. So the whole flow of dinner will be different this year. Yeah. Um, so it's a little different, you know, yeah, yeah. Will you be going I, back? I, I talk too much about that because it hasn't happened yet. Right. Um, so, but, um, you know, we could talk about it next month, but, uh, it, it's going to be different.
1: It's going to be different. fabulous. Well, different is good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It is It is very much. so. so. Is there um, anyone heard... go ahead? I said I was ready for a change. (laughs) God knows. Oh, my goodness.
1: Um, Anybody you've worked with that, um, you know, you'd like to gossip about? Anybody, any names
2: that you'd like to (laughs)
1: share and any Uh, peculiar peculiar hour? I'm legally
2: permitted to. You know, we are very lucky that we get to do a lot of uh, high profile work, but most of that work we do not own a photo we do not i mean you know there's there's a lot you know when you're doing um luxury events for high profile if you're dealing with you know you know um people in the sports world people you know uh you're dealing with actors and actresses and da, da, da um it you know we, we it it's difficult because you'd love to be able to show all your work but you're not permitted to even snap a photo on your phone, let alone own any professional images. You know, you go into that knowing that. Um, So, you know, when I have been lucky to do work for different people, again, you know, people are like, oh, show me the the photo of so-and-so. And And again, I can't say it out loud, um, but you, you can't because you don't own it, you know, and you would never, ever take the chance of losing that account, I'd be like, right. "Oh, well, let me snap a photo." Like that's not going to happen, you know, right. because those, cl- you know, you go into it knowing what 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 you're in for, and um, and you're creating relationships, you know, and it, and you know, I'm not going to lie and say sometimes, you know, I'm thinking to myself, like, "Really? Like, you're not that famous," <laughs> but
1: <laughs> you know, that, that was my next <laughs> question. Really, with... like,
2: no one really cares about your, you know, that you know, right. that I'm going to snap this photo or not, but that's okay. That's right. what... On. And sometimes it's not so much about being famous, but you know, um, some of our clients are high profile in lots of different aspects. Where it's just that they just don't want, you know, they're just worried about security issues, you know. Um, so we've we've done many events where we've taken phones. You know, unfortunately, have to take your phone away before you go into the party. So we would create actual phone drop-off areas, where almost like a coat check where you can go check on your phone, but you cannot leave the certain area and you can never go into the actual party. Um, And I know that that's happening more and more throughout the U S but you know, when you're doing an event on that kind of level, that's really very important. And you have to honor what your client is expecting from you.
1: So let me ask one more question on that, on that subject. And that is there, is there any, uh, celebrity, well known figure that you've worked for that you will never work for again? Yes. How many?
2: Um, I would say if we're just talking percentage,
1: uh, the, 10%.
2: 10%. Yeah, so very few, because most of them have been phenomenal and so much better than you ever thought they would be. Isn't that Mm -hmm. nice to say? Mm -hmm. I've been really, really lucky. That's lovely to hear. You find like, oh, the reputation or the, I have found that these these high profile clients have been so wonderful and gracious and appreciative. Um, So I'm happy to say that. Um, But I'm not going to say that there hasn't been 10% that it was not even, it was painful, painful, and you know what, those were the clients that when I just said a few minutes ago, trust me, you're not that famous.
1: Those right. were It's always that. It's always. Yes. It's always. Yeah. It's always.
2: The, the, it's... Mo- the, the, the most famous people I've worked with have been the best. Mm-hmm. The higher they have been, the best they have been and the most appreciative and the most gracious. Yeah. I,
1: I think we've had the same experience and uh, luckily have not had so many where we felt sorry that we had to meet that person after the fact, because that's really hard to deal with when you have admired somebody for a long time. And then you have the opportunity to meet them and and get a, and it could be a bad day. It could be a bad moment, whatever it is. Uh, it's just
2: also, you know, like they're, they're people and I'm doing air quotes because sometimes you don't get to work with them as much and it's their people that you're working with and that's kind of unfortunate because then your relationship is with those people not with the actual client and that's not the best scenario
1: right but you do get a good feel for the client just by the people that surround the client and you do learn quite a bit And, uh, you know, you sort of can determine what it is you're walking into just by that experience. You know, is there a lot of fear there? Is there, you know, are they afraid that something doesn't look
2: right or, you know? I will tell you a quick story about um, this is not so much a famous person as a very, very wealthy um, client who is famous in their own world of what they do. But not a movie star, not a sports player, not anything like that. And um, they had reached out. Um, one of her—I'll just say her. One of her. Um, the, the 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 company, the 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 party planner that had worked for them for many years, that did not work for them any longer, was not local any longer and was not with the company. But she called me and she says, "Listen, Joe, I need to put this event together for them very quickly. We have six weeks to make this happen." I am unavailable to fly in to do it um, and can you jump in and help me? Not a huge budget, but I thought, I talked to my team and I said, you know, this can open up a huge amount of doors for us. We want this client's, you know, business, let's do it. Now, this was pre-COVID, so my mind was very different at the time. And I said, you know, so we jumped through hoops, we dropped everything. um, And as you know, you know, the sad thing is the client who's paying you a lot of money whose event is right now and happening, you're then dropping the ball a little bit because you're trying to help this client, right? I mean, right. I'm not gonna lie. And this was pre-COVID and this is what I will not allow any longer. So, you know, we did the event, the client was very, very happy, never heard from them again, right? Never heard from them again. And I I thought, well, there you go. You know, um, I got a call recently from this, the their air quote, people, um, saying, hey, I'm reaching out because, and did not mention who they were. Uh, this is, I'm calling for a client who is looking for um, a client to do Christmas decorations, and they are looking for this and that, and they send me inspiration. And I'm thinking, this sounds like that client. And I, you know, so when I got on, I said, listen, I told one of my team members, I said, you know what, schedule a call with, with this person who's reaching out, And I, and I got them on the phone and I said, listen, I, you know, I, I, I don't know who your, who your client is. Um, and it doesn't really matter to me, but if you're looking for the best price, I'm not your guy. Like if you're like, we do not do quotes. We do not like we, all of our work is from it's repeat business or it's referral. I said, but if you're looking for the best price, I'm so not your guy, because let me tell you, I'm gonna be the most expensive person you speak to. And she was a little taken back. And, and, I, and I said, I just really wanna be honest with you. Um, and of course it was that client. Uh, and, I, and I realized like, you know, Joe, you jump through hoops for someone who at the now you realize you don't really want their business. And this again, it goes back to what I've learned and the time I had to restructure who we are as a brand and who we want to work for. And you know, I did it, and I learned a lot. I learned a lesson from it, which was, no, you're not going to jump through hoops just to get that job. Because look, I did that, I made, I, I did a great job for them, but I'm never going to work for that client. And I, now I realize I don't want to work for that client. You see, because they're looking for the best price. And that is so not who we are. Right. You know, Um, right. But it may, and you know, so I say that to the people that are listening, you know, no matter if you've been in this industry for one year or for 34 years, just think about who you want to work for and who you want to make smile at the end of the day, who you want to make magic for, who do you want to tap dance for? Because you know what? I can tap dance really, really well, but I need to get paid for it. Mm-hmm. And that's what you have to determine. And even if you're new in this industry, yeah, of course you wanna get the job, and but just you know, know what your goal is. And if you have to give a job away today because you need to get that job, that's okay. That's okay if you've only been in this business for a year or so and you need to get that job. But understand, I'm going to do this, but I know what my goal is. Mm-hmm. What you want don't want to do is giving it away with no goal. That's who you don't want to be. That's beautiful. That's perfect. You know, just just know what your goal is. You know, I have, and, and you've seen me speak, Anthony, at, you know, special events or cater source over the year. And I've had people say to me, you know, after I've gotten off stage, like, oh my God, Joe, you give all your ideas away. And they said, yeah, that's exactly what I do. Because when I when I go to these conventions and things, I, that's all I want. I just want new ideas, that's all I want. And there's plenty of work for all of us. So I'm up there giving all of my ideas away because at the end of the day, they're just ideas, right? None of us are, I mean, yeah, we. I might create a new idea or a new centerpiece or a new whatever, but nothing is really original, right? I might've got, that inspiration from a window display display at New York at Bergdorf. So I might've been, you know, what, who knows where that inspiration comes from. Mm. There's no new ideas, guys. We know that. It's just what am I, how am I going to take that inspiration, recreate it, make it something new, but you know there's plenty and if you're if you're so worried about keeping all your ideas to yourself, you will never grow and no one will ever bring anything good to you. like the whole point is I want to put it out to the universe and I want to help people young people in this industry to, to learn new ideas and to, to think differently and you know my, because I have gotten a lot of work from me putting it out there. you know we got one of our largest jobs that we've ever done was someone who saw me on that stage. And she gave my name to someone who was not even in the room and said, this is the guy you want. So that has opened up a huge door for us for a client that we've been working for that's taking us around the U.S. with them. That's great. So, yeah, so you just never know. But, you know, you want to be open. We're we. I am in a creative business. I want to be creative for my clients, but I also want to be creative with people that are in the industry next to me, mm-hmm. you know? And I wasn't that person... Five years ago, I wasn't that person 10 years ago, and I certainly wasn't that person 20 years ago. But I'm that person today. And what I want to say is learn from what I have learned. Learn when you're young and you're 20 and 30 and even 40. You know, learn what I'm telling you. Open yourself up to sharing your ideas because, you know, I have created, um, you know, people in our industry and in, in, in our area, in Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and even in the Youngstown area, you know, I am very open to sharing and helping each other because when I need them, I know they're going to be there. For, even though they're my competition, they're going to be there for me. Because I I want to help you. I mean, I have been on ladders for my competition who have been in a situation where they're like, Joe, can there any way you can help us? And we are, we are literally wearing their t-shirts mm-hmm. on a job. Because you know what? They're gonna be there for me. And we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. And that this whole idea of like, oh no, 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 you know, that's my competition, those days are over, people. You have to learn that. Those days are over. We are are all trying to create beautiful memories for our clients. And if you are still in that mentality, you're never going to grow as a person, personally, and also as an industry and as a brand. You'll never grow. So let that go and be the first one that opens yourself up to your competition because they won't even know how to respond to you.
1: You're here. Is what I have to say to all of that.
2: Absolutely. Here, here.
1: Thank you for sharing that. It's very inspiring, mm-hmm. and and people do need to hear that message. It, we're we're a collaborative community. We need to remain that way. Before we let you go, Mr. Joe Minio, with your big event happening in just a few minutes, and you took time to come out and chat with us, even though you've so got gracious. all this on your mind. Thank you. But I do want to ask you to play. One little parting game with us sure. called "This This or That." You know, we just say, "Do you like this or do you like that?" And you just tell us which one you like. And hey, I have ten of them, and you can say. Excited. You ready?
2: Excited, okay. a little nervous.
1: Okay, lilies or orchids? Orchids. Yes. Lavish weddings or highfalutin corporate events? Oh
2: gosh, highfalutin. Yeah, corporate events okay freddie mercury or elton john oh you're killing me
1: oh i forgot to tell you yeah you forgot you you can say yes to both you can say both to one to one selection that i give you and you can say neither
2: oh okay i will then i'm not going to give it up so quickly so i'm going to say freddie mercury
1: smart man miami beach or los angeles los angeles Florals or fabrics? Florals. Color, silver or gold? Both. Diamonds, mm-hmm. black or white? Black, yes. Feathers, peacock or ostrich? Peacock. Mitzvahs, bar or bot?
2: Oh, that's hard. I'm going to say bot.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm that
1: hard okay and this one makes a huge <laughs> assumption but boni d'angelo or cassie
0: Ooh. Ooh.
1: both there you go you did not save both but i'm going to give it to you because you better okay you have to you have to joe oh. Minio, thank you so much for playing with us and thank you for your words of wisdom yeah. and uh, you know just for being who you are and for what you bring to the
2: industry. Thank thank you. you guys. I really appreciate the opportunity to share. And, um, you know, I hope, I hope at least some, you know, your listeners can take one little thing from this conversation and just change the way they're thinking about their company, no matter what they do in our industry, or maybe not in our industry. Um, I have learned a lot during COVID. And like I said, it was a blessing and a curse. But you know, just be open to change and be open to having to think differently on your. And if if you've been doing it the same way, stop and think: How can I do it differently? And that's really how I would want to leave this conversation.
1: Love it, and that's exactly the way we like to leave it too. Uh, the way we did it yesterday doesn't mean we have to do it that way right. tomorrow. Yeah. Amen to that.
0: And neither way is devalued for the difference.
1: None.
2: <laughs> Amen.
1: Well, that was a great conversation with Joe Minio of Joe Minio Creative in Youngstown, Youngstown, Ohio. Let me do that again. That was a great. That was a great conversation with Joe Minio of Joe Minio Creative in Youngstown, Ohio. Uh, what we didn't say was that. I met Joe through D'Angelo, who, whom he refers to as Brian, because that's what they called Brian when he worked at, um, something new where I, uh, where I met him and then of course brought him to San Diego, uh, to, uh, live with me. So there you have it. Joe (laughs) has been very, very gracious about the fact that I stole D'Angelo from him and you pilfered. uh, I pilfered, exactly. Uh, and so, and I have no shame. I'm very glad I did. As, a, As another, are we all. Yes, because another friend of the industry did tell me before that, that in order to uh, find a relationship in San Diego, I needed to ship somebody in. So uh, that's exactly what I did.
0: That's what I'm doing wrong. I need to ship somebody in.
1: Yeah, yeah, you might need to do that. Well, look at it. You know, it's, it's definitely an option, you know? Hey. Especially in today's world, because it's so easy to connect, you know, and, and, you know, without meeting in person,
0: maybe, but, you know, maybe I need to go to Youngstown because that's where my father grew up.
1: So the Midwest, I'm telling you the Midwest, the Midwest,
0: all right.
1: you can't go wrong when you shop in the Midwest, <laughs> that's all I'm saying.
0: Yeah. I mean, look at Danjo, look at Joe, look at my father, Those exactly. are good people, good, good people. Peeps.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> And if you're one of those good people who enjoy listening to us on Apple Podcasts, then please give us five stars. You're so good. We deserve it. And uh, if you're not listening to us on Apple, but on Stitcher or Spotify or any other platform, hey, just let the world know we're there and uh, share us with them if you don't mind. And also don't fail to connect with us on our website, bolada.com. Just look for the podcast tab and let us know what's on your mind until we chat again we'll say we're signing off that's anthony Bellata and Alex bosalides <laughs> say goodbye bye stay engaging